Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about child support and alimony. Money, money, money. So yeah, let's get to the nitty gritty, baby. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about money, but we're going to talk more about the emotional side of paying alimony and child support. It is very emotional. Money is emotional. (laughs) Yes, it is. Without a divorce, money causes lots of emotions, but in a divorce, it's even worse. And divorce is extremely costly. It can be for some people. It can, especially if you have assets that need to be divided or if you're contesting any child support or child custody or any of that. The lawyers are making a lot of money off of uh, the arguments that you're having with your ex. That is true. So the more you can stay away from them, the better, right? Absolutely. No offense to any of the lawyers. We have (laughs) lots of good friends that are lawyers. Love you, lawyers. But the more that you can do to agree on things, the better off you're going to be as far as your yes. divorce. And they can be necessary. You know, sometimes you, you just have to to bite the bullet and get a lawyer because you need to have someone that knows what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, even getting stuff through an amicable divorce through the court system can be difficult because of all the paperwork and the process that you have to follow. Right. A typical divorce in the United States today costs about $20,000. And if it's contested, they can easily spiral out of control into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's crazy to me because you and I had two very different divorces. We did. Yeah, yours was much more um, right on the back of an envelope and you're done almost. Yeah, we went to the courthouse and met with um, I, a mediator. I guess, yeah, kind of a mediator for free. And she wrote down the things that we talked about. I mean, we, we really had, we had very little assets. We didn't own a home. Um, the cars we owned were junk. I mean, we didn't really have any savings. Like, we, there was not, there was, we were dividing up the debt, not the assets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and for me, there were assets I'd spent, you know, my whole life building up a nest egg so that we could be financially secure. So we had to split up those assets. Well, we did some research on this. Most people who go through a divorce end up declaring bankruptcy. That, that's sad. It makes me it's sad. It's really sad, right? Um, but we ours ours cost a little bit more at first, but not that much. Not at first, right? Uh, when we divided everything up, uh, but it is costly. Um, it's difficult because all that stuff that you've gathered over the years is now going to be divided in half, but actually not even in half because the lawyers are going to take a bite of that as well, right? Uh, so it's divided in several different um, parts. Just keep right. that in mind. And it's, um, well, like you said, everything that you'd been working for, right? You had a career going, you had all these things built up. And, and if you're going through a divorce with um, very negative emotions, which most divorces are, yep. it is going to make you even angrier to watch half of your nest egg or more. Half or more because you're you're paying towards oh, the you lawyers. Oh, you got to sell and, that brand yep. new Porsche that you bought. You know, where, where you had a Porsche? I, no, I did not oh. have a Porsche. I was going to say, I, never, all, I saw was a, all I saw was a minivan, babe. Yeah, that's all there was. <laughs> you're holding out on me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, you can have a lot of of resentment build up because of 
of these um, monetary things, right? Right, and it's important to understand that the divorce part is just the first part of your monetary disaster that's happening to you, right? You divided all your assets in, you know, in half, actually more than that, uh, once everyone takes their, you know, chunk of meat out of you. Um, And then after that, if you are the primary bread earner, then you have alimony and child support to pay. Right. Now, let's explain to people that um, aren't aware of how it works. And we can only speak for California because we don't know exactly what happens in other states. But in California, um, people people are always interested in in how how it is determined that how much child support you pay and how much child support I receive, right? Because I receive child support from my ex and you pay child support to your ex. And people are always curious about how much and how did you decide that? We do not decide that. No, the court decides that. And they use a calculator. It's actually pretty simple. Yep. Um, and almost every state has a calculator, a child support calculator. You go on there, you say how much your income is, how much your spouse's income is, and then they tell you who pays what to who. And if you are a stay-at-home mom, right, or a yep. stay-at-home dad, or a stay-at-home dad, um, they put you at minimum wage, yep. right? They assess you at minimum wage. They assess wage. you at minimum wage. So, and then what they do is they then take a a look at um, how much time you have with the kids. And I thought naively that, all right, I make this much money and I'm getting the kids half the time, so I should only pay for half of the expenses. You would think. Right. But my ex didn't work. She stayed at home and raised the kids like we had discussed. Right. And we planned. But even if... um, even if that was different, just because we're 50-50 uh, custody doesn't mean that, hey, it's it's break-even now. It doesn't right. work that way. No. The calculators are pretty accurate, um, and most judges will just say, what's the calculator say? Right. Because he doesn't want to deal with, well, he said this or she said that. It's just hand in your W-2s um, and or your 1040s. Whatever the number's on there, that's what we use in the calculator, and you're done. Right. Yeah, they don't care about all the little incidentals. They don't care if you go in there and say, well, he went to, you know, Hawaii or Germany with the family. The judge doesn't care. Right. There are some circumstances that might occur if you have a kid with special needs or things like that. But the what I found in the courts is they don't, they don't want to get in the middle of the fight between you two. Right. So they refer primarily to these calculators, which are not subjective. I mean, they're... You put the numbers in and it spits a number out. So right. um, you can go look those things up yourself um, and you'll find that divorce is not worth it monetarily. It's just not. No. No, you went from supporting one household to now you're supporting two, two households. Yeah. And so basically what that means, we were explaining this to Madeline today, right? We were talking yeah. about our episode and she said, oh, so that means you have a lot less spending money. And we said, yeah. Yeah, that's what it means. That is right. So what used to be a nice life with, you know, we did this and we did that because we had extra money. Now that extra money that you used to have because you had a good income is now all gone. Well, and that's the same if you have a two-income household as right. well. Because you both put your money together to rent a house or buy a house. You work that together. And now... You have to, with that same pot of money, you now have to buy two houses. Right. Afford two rents, two sets of clothing. It's very expensive. Yes, it is. So 
like I said, our, our divorces were very different monetarily, um, very, very different. So I think it was harder, um, maybe on you because you saw, you know, your assets dwindling away, um, you know, where we didn't have any assets, they were never there to dwindle. Yeah, so. I, I, I would, I really went into my first marriage planning on it to be forever. And I wanted to retire at, uh, you know, a spry age of in my fifties and I was all on track to do that and it all disappeared. Right. So that's, that's what we're going to talk about in a second here is the resentment that that can, can bring. But we have to talk about some other things first. Pay what the court tells you to pay. Yeah, don't, don't goof around with that stuff. Even if maybe your spouse owes you um, half of medical bills or half of volleyball camp or whatever it was, don't take that out of the monthly payment that you owe them for alimony or child support. The court doesn't care. All they want to see is, did you pay them the amount that the court dictated? Keep that completely separate. Um, Garnishment can happen as well. And the state, uh, state of California is like this. All you have to do if you want garnishment is say, they haven't paid. No evidence is needed, nothing. They'll immediately start garnishing your wages from your employer. And then you've got to go back to court and fight that. Right. Um, Which sometimes can cause problems yeah as the court takes time and your payroll at your work takes time uh there was a couple months there where i actually paid my whole paycheck to the court so i went without money for a couple months it was a that was not good that was a rough couple months (laughs) my credit card was was all all the way pegged right and the judge felt bad about that when the judge felt bad yeah the judge was like oh man and he, you still had to take the time to reverse all of this. And that was actually, they won't reverse it. No, they won't. They don't reverse it. They won't cut you a check. It's just they going They just forward. say, well, it's going forward. So you've already paid for the next uh, two months. Yeah, we weren't getting any money back. So I was like, oh, no. uh, what do I do to survive? He goes, ah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I said, oh, thank you. So just, you got to keep track of things. Um, that's, you know, uh, be, be cognizant of garnishments. Stay on top of paying your your child support and alimony. Yep, definitely. Okay, let's talk about the feelings on paying child support. Let's talk about my feelings first. (laughs) I have lots of feelings. Are we talking about just child support or alimony? No, alimony and child support both. It's all clumped together. It's all clumped together. I, you know, some people separate well. I can't imagine paying alimony, but I will pay child support. Well, when push comes to shove, it's money going to the other person. Right. Right. It, your ex. Whether it's your wife is paying you or you're paying your wife, it, it really doesn't matter. There's always a little bit of resentment there. Oh, a lot of it when you first get divorced. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. A lot when you first get divorced. <laughs> let's not let's not Pollyanna this. It's, it's a lot when you first get divorced. Because yeah. like you said, you're sitting here going... Holy cow, all this that I've worked for, I've just given half or more away. Now I'm every single month I'm having to give almost half of my paycheck. You know, it it was tough, right? It It is tough. tough. And, you know, the state of California recognizes that. And they want to make sure that no no person that's paying alimony and child support um, goes without. So they limit the amount that you have to pay to half of your gross. Woohoo. Yeah, that's loads of fun. (laughs) Right. So if you do the math on taxes and all that, then you're really left with at the end of the month about 15% of your gross, (laughs) which really stinks. 
Yes. Um, but remember, that's if you're the only breadwinner and then things go that right. way. Right. Every situation is different, of course. Every situation is different, but you can have a lot of this resentment. I just work 60 hours a week and my whole paycheck just went into my ex. Right. I, it's a really a hard feeling and it takes time to get over that. But eventually time um, has, to, has to be a play in that. Time does help. And I think, I mean, it's hard. And sometimes just when you think, right, you start looking at it differently. Like, you know what? I'm not, we don't even look at that money. It doesn't, right? We act as if that money never even came to us. It's just not even there. But then when you see, you know, an ex, you know, I've, I've had friends with this. Their ex goes and buys a new car or they're on a fancy vacation, right? You can't help but let those feelings creep up again, right? It's like, oh, Absolutely. glad I paid for that. You know, it's... Yeah, and so you have to take the attitude of, I consider it myself as a tax. Right. It's a tax that I have to pay. And uh, when one of my kids moves out of the house finally, then that tax goes down a little bit. So that's a happy day. Well, and we should say that too. So how it works in California, and I think most states... In most states, states, yeah. The child, when the child graduates from high school and... Or is 19. Or is 19. Okay. They have to be 18 and graduated from high school or or 19 years old. 19, okay. Um, and then if that's the case, then uh, you don't pay uh, child support anymore on that child. Right. Right. Now, there could be other things that you've agreed to pay, like college or things like that, but outs- that's outside of the norm. Right. Um, so normally it's child support in- until uh, that time. So you know how parents are usually very excited when their kids graduate from high school? I'm super excited. <laughs> There's an added excitement for yes, those there is. I paying get a, child support. I get a decrease in my tax, <laughs> which sounds horrible, but you know what? No, those it's are just, the little things I look forward it's to. It's reality. It's just yeah. it's our reality. But that resentment that you feel, it's real, and it's something that you've got to deal with and get over. Right? Because you can sit there and stew about it every time that you you know pay. And you came up with a, a great idea on this that um, we could talk a lot, uh, a little bit about, and that is don't write a personal check every week. Yeah, we were doing that when we first, you and I first got married. We were doing that um, for your ex. We were just writing a check. Right. And it se- I don't know why that seemed to be just a little more painful or, you know, I don't know. So we you know, write the check, have to either mail it or we had to drop it by. It just seemed a little more personal. Yeah, it was personal. And you're and you're you're trying to You need to turn it into a business transaction. Yes, you're trying to depersonalize these things. Um, in the beginning. You have to depersonalize. Absolutely. And, and never, ever, ever give a check to one of your kids. No. They are not the they are not your carrier. And they should not know how much the alimony is. That's none of their business. Right. Or their child support. Right. They should know how much that is. That's adult conversations, not for the kids. Right. Because what you've now done is the kids now feel that there's a price. Attached to them. Attached to them. Yep. Which awful. Yeah. Awful, awful. Right. So, yeah. So, um, like you, you pay through the a website through the state. I do. Yeah. Which is nice because it to me, it's just another bill that I have to pay every month. Right. So, I don't see it as... Um, as personal, it's just business. Yeah, you just when you sit down to do bills, that's one of the bills you do. You qu- quickly go in there and it's done. And for me, the um, child support that I get from my ex, it's actually deducted from his wages, so he never has to nope, sit just, down and write a check. It just goes into my bank account. It goes and, in. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that help might help a little bit um, to just you know step help you step back a little bit from it. it yeah, that's an important part. Now we get an added benefit by paying through the state because. 
We pay with a credit card that has miles. So that's always nice. Because right? we get points. We get and points. And so if you're it. looking for some kind of bright, you know, light at the end of this dark tunnel, hey, we're getting points, right? We're getting points. Maybe we'll get a free free night stay somewhere. That's right. That's right. So let's see. What else we got? Um, oh, here's the other thing. Be mindful. If you are receiving child support or alimony, be mindful not to kind of rub it in when you and your new spouse or maybe you and a um a significant other or your family are off on vacationing and spending money because the person that's paying for that, they're seeing this and that may cause some resentment. So we said, well, how can we do that? I mean, that's, so one tip we came up with was don't be a friend with your ex on Facebook. I think that that actually just can lead to a lot of so many problems. problems. So yes, it's pro. I mean, if you're in a good situation with your ex, which some people are, and you think it's great to see pictures of them on their vacation or with the kids, blah blah, blah great. But if you're fr- if you're friends because you know you think this is the right thing to do, and every time or, you're seeing that, you just it hurts. Then just just a friend, or uh, I think there's unfriend them. Unfriend. There's ways to do that them. without yeah, yeah. Them anyway. Just maybe don't follow each other on social media. I think that that's a, a good way to lessen some resentment. Yeah. Now, there's also resentment that you have felt in the past as well. Yes. With me paying alimony and child support. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm 99% over it now for sure. But no, there certainly have been times where, you know, maybe we've wanted to go somewhere or buy something or, and, you know, I think, gosh, you make a pretty good living. We should be able to do this. And, and then, I say, well, we don't have the money for it this right. month. We're going to have to save up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, because it's going over there. So I, there have definitely have been times where I'm just like, oh, my goodness. But then I have to remember how my ex feels paying me, Absolutely. right? I, I don't think that he's excited about sending me money every month. No, so these are really, really tough emotions to deal with. And a lot of times we don't talk about this. Right. As divorced people, well, no, I can't feel that way. You know, who knows, you know. But no, these are real emotions that you feel. They are. Resentment is a really, something that can really build up with, in, in regards to support and alimony. And it's best to just, I like what you said, it's another bill, it's a tax, try and separate yourself from it. But it's still going to creep in. And when it does, go ahead, let it out. Have but a, recognize it. Recognize it and just let it out and not with your kids or anything. Right? <laughs> or with your ex. Not with your ex. Nope. Man. Don't don't go there with your ex. Well, and there's also a tendency sometimes to take that resentment and tack it on to something else that might be going on with the kids. Right. Whether it's um, arranging the summer schedule or the Christmas schedule or right. trying to coordinate a special dinner for a birthday. you got to separate it. Right. And that can be really hard. Okay, now that we know divorce costs a lot and that we all have resentment towards money about it. <laughs> Just more good things when more it comes to divorce. Things, yeah. Um, here are some things that um, we, we read a couple articles about this. The links are on our website. You can go and take a look. Uh, some of them I didn't completely agree with. Some of them had some good information in there. But um, one of the, the key things that we found was do your best to limit how much time you're using your lawyers. Yeah. So do your best to have an agreement, if you can, with your ex as quickly as you can. The longer it drags out, the more emotional it gets. Right. 
Um, so, and because your lawyers will gladly take as much money as you're willing to give them. Absolutely. Yeah. Lawyers definitely want you fighting with each other. Well, not all of them, but well, they're no. not sad. No, because that's, this is how they make their living. That's exactly right. right. This is how they make their living. So another important thing to realize, another uh, big tip is when you're divorced, you got to change your budget. It's a different world, people. Yes. I remember when you and I first got married. Um, I remember you saying like, oh, we really shouldn't be buying paper towels. And I was like, holy smokes. Well, because we couldn't afford it when I know. we first got married. I was like, we can't, you know, and here I thought I married a guy making a pretty good wage. And yet we, we were, we were more than tight. It was, yeah. it was pretty, it was pretty grim in the beginning. Um, but yeah, we, we had to sit down and, and we. work out a budget. Yes. And, all that. and I had to, co- you know, compare all the prices at Winco and Costco and, and you know what? You got to do what you got to do. Yep. And and the reason why is because all the money that you had in a pool before, if both spouses were working or just one, now has to support two houses. Right. Right. Two electric bills, two mortgages, the whole thing. So it's different. So don't think that getting a divorce, you're living the high life now. That is not the case. Nope. Not unless you're Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, no comments. <laughs> we don't want to get in that situation. <laughs> Um, the next one, oh, we talked about this. Avoid writing a personal check, especially avoid involving the kids at all in it. Turn it into a business transaction. I'm paying for these services, the services of my kids. I, I don't know the best way to put that. That sounds horrible. But it's the services of taking care of the kids. Right, right. So right. business, take emotion out of it. Have it be business. Um, Keep track of records. If you are writing checks or getting checks, keep proof of those. You may need it one day. Luckily, if you do pay on the website that, that you do, it keeps track of it. It keeps track of it. I don't have to worry about Which it. Which is nice. And then I don't have to keep track of it either because it goes right into the bank account so I can see. And they do send us a statement every month. The Department of California sends us statements every month. But, you know, it's, it's good to keep track of a paper trail of what's going on. Well, and that ties into the next one. Don't expect, if you're paying child support, don't expect your ex-spouse to have a detailed list of receipts of what they spent that money on. That is none of your business. It is not. And the judge doesn't care either. Exactly. The judge will laugh at you. Yeah. So if you get, you know, your resentment is building because you're going, you're not spending this money on the kids. You bought a new car and you went on vacation. I see you got extensions. I see you got, you know. Whatever it is, (laughs) it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even though you sit there and go, it doesn't matter. It's not your call. It's not. So don't even ask for the receipts. You send that money as long as your kids are being fed and clothed and housed. That's what it's there for. Yep, exactly. Um, What else? Um, Oh, some states have payment options through a state website. This is really kind of nice because now you're disconnecting yourself from uh, your ex-spouse. There's no direct transaction to them. It goes to the state and then the state disperses the funds. That's how we do it. It's really easy for us. I pay the state and um, it's done. It's it's easy that way. Yep, it is easy. And if you don't do that, you can always, if you don't want to write a check, you can always do bill pay from your bank. That's a little less emotional than writing that check. Yeah, I don't comes know why. Yeah, it from the bank. Yes, it comes from the bank, but it just lessens the emotions. Well, it's only a couple clicks on a website instead right. of writing their new last name. And yeah, all exactly. 
it's it sounds silly, but these tips uh, kind of help uh, break down all that emotion out they of it. They do. And then, like we already said, consider it just it's another bill. It's a, a tax. tax whatever. However you need to think of it to get you pa- past those emotions. Because those emotions are just weighing you down in your new life, really. They are. But also realize that those emotions will come back every once in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, hopefully not as often as when you first get divorced, but they do come up every once in a while. Yep. All right, our lemonade moment of the week um, has to do with a beautiful, beautiful day in San Francisco. So this week was a great week. We haven't talked much about this week. No, we haven't. It was my big birthday. And so the ki- my kids were here, grandkids were here this week. We had a big roller skating party, tons and tons of fun. Yeah, we invited our closest friends, all 150 of them. Yes, it was so fun. It was it a was, blast. It was fun. We've had a great week. We swam a lot. We did fun things. And then Saturday, um, we were going to go to San Francisco for the day. And we... Hopped in the car. Yep, we thought it said it was is going to take us two hours, a little over two hours. It took us three hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, it just kept as we're driving, it's adding on. Instead of the it, the time getting less and less, the time kept adding and adding and adding. I was having PSD, post, PTSD. Sorry, post traumatic stress disorder. Stress disorder from the ten years I commuted in the Bay Area. It all came back in a wash as I was sitting there in traffic with nowhere to go. You were pretty grumpy. I was grumpy. You were. But when we got there, I kept trying to poke you or tease you, but it wasn't really working. No, it and- was just irritating me. <laughs> and then she turned the music up as loud as possible. Well, I wanted the... Re- so did, you, Everyone, want, did uh, you want the whole car to be grumpy uh, with you? No, I did not. I was being quiet. I was trying to... When I get grumpy, make, I just get quiet. I was trying to make lemonade. You were making lemonade for everyone else. I yes. got like so. I got the lemon rinds after that. Ex- I, was I was trying to make lemonade for the rinds. rest of the car, so we were singing and having a good time. And once we got there, we had a great time. Yeah, with we had the a kids. great time. Exploratorium, Pier Thirty Nine, clam chowder, yum yum yum. Had a great day. And the way back, we had no traffic. It was yeah, it was great. beautiful. So our the, lemonade moment of the meat of the week was making fun out of a dire situation yeah you didn't have you didn't have any fun in it but we did i did afterwards i did once we got to san francisco and the weather there oh the weather was beautiful spectacular so if you're stuck in a traffic jam don't be like darren (laughs) (laughs) don't be grumpy there's nothing i'm just sitting there there's nothing we can do about it so i could turn around and go home i was feeling that way i know you were (laughs) but we had committed to going so we went and we had fun we did it was it was a fun day if you like today's episode give us five stars on itunes spotify google and head to facebook and like us and check out our blog at whereseleminade.org, where you can leave questions and comments. And, but most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. In our next episode, we're going to talk about friends, splitting them after the divorce, making friends in the same social circles. It is a social field full of landmines. For your enjoyment, here's a blooper from this week. And um, deal with those emotions. Make sure that you understand what they are.
There's the rice cooker. <laughs> Our rice is done. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cut that out. Don't cut it out. We're real here, people. We yeah. cook rice. <laughs> anyway, I think we're we're wrapping it up, right? Yeah. 